0: Welcome to our second podcast. Part one. Part one. Yes. So um, th- first off, let's thank you. Thank you. Well,
1: it's okay.
0: No, not oh. you, The listeners. The listeners. Oh, there. Um, so is that who it's for? Yes, that's who it's for. So thank you to anyone who listened to our first podcast on the ever so fearsome embalming equation
1: the equation it's
0: been really nice to have feedback as well from people saying that it's made it relative have
1: we had feedback we have where's the
0: feedback are you where can it be found (laughs) on our social channels
1: (gasps) social channels
0: yeah so we've got a facebook page
1: facebook page A twitter twitter and an instagram instagram that involves pictures
0: does yes okay
1: (laughs) just making it clear that i can differentiate between the mediums well done Andy. um i've got it (laughs)
0: as as always um it's the comments and the feedback that is gonna because it's
1: you guys that matter
0: um yeah it's it's for you um so having that feedback and knowing that people are listening um is really good.
1: I can't get used to you saying it's for me, looking at me, but not meaning me.
0: Sorry, I'll look at the door or the ceiling. Um, so, first off, we just need to give, give you a, a little update. bit, yeah, update. Um,
1: the update is concerning <laughs> that dear equation that we spoke about in the last and first episode. We did make reference to a particular app that's available through all good app stores (laughs) from, I believe it to be a North American supplier. Um, And we tried to make it easier to be able to relate that to the UK version of the Algebra. Now, since... (laughs) We released the podcast um, and I'm sure they didn't do it on purpose. But that particular app supplier
0: has changed the equation letters. <laughs>
1: has changed the equation letters. Um, but still,
0: don't be scared.
1: Don't be scared because it looks different. But rage. it's prin- not different. It's not. The principle the is exactly, exactly the same.
0: same. So the new equation is CB times VB. Equals CT times VT. And all that they've tried to do there is simplify it.
1: As they Um, always do when anybody tries to mess with this equation.
0: So the C is still concentrate, but the B means the bottle.
1: So it's the concentrate that's within the bottle.
0: Times the volume that's within the bottle.
1: That's VB on the new equation
0: equals ct which is the tank
1: the concentrate not within the, the tank.
0: tank times the volume of the tank so now we've cleared that up and you are not worried and you are not going to be intimidated when you open it and see the new letters because they're all going to make sense uh, we can because you've on. listened to
1: this episode
0: <laughs> no because they've listened to the first the pilot episode And then this one to understand the changes, because obviously you're going to listen to everything that we release. Of
1: course, Um, hanging on our every word.
0: Without further ado, move on to today's topic,
1: which is pressure,
0: pressure, and rate of flow.
1: Pressure and rate of flow, fun stuff.
0: Andy, what's pressure?
1: I don't know, but I'm (laughs) under it right now. (laughs)
0: Just put you on. Yeah, we don't mean that kind of pressure.
1: Pressure. (laughs) There are two interpretations of pressure pressure in the physiological sense,
0: and pressure in a general physics sense or
1: hydraulics sense. Hydraulics sense. Mm. Of course, we're concerned with the Physiological sense, but I think before we focus on that
0: an understanding let 's get
1: at the bigger picture of pressure and let 's yeah, talk about it from a physics point of view. I was never much good at physics at school; I saw it as maths in disguise
0: <laughs> so pressure in a physics sense um, simply means the amount of force being exuded. On the exuded. Wall, exuded. I like On that. the wall of the tube or the pipe. Um, or whatever's containing or whatever the fluid. Or whatever it's containing, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that directly links to a particular principle.
0: And that would be?
1: Bernoulli's, Bernoulli's principle. Or Bernoulli's. Or Bernoulli's. Be, speak, oh, is me. it B-E or B-A? Be no, e, it's e, B-E, isn't it? E, Bernoulli. Bernoulli's. Bernoulli's principle. Now, this talks about a constant low viscous or non-viscous, or non-viscous fluids. fluid. That means yeah. not a thick fluid. So, basically water. That's what you can imagine. Um, moving through a tube or mm-hmm. pipe or any form of plumbing system. Plumbing. Plumbing. <laughs> um, at a continuous force yes if you like so it's an ideal setup and what the newly found and there is a very complicated well it looks complicated i'm sure to those with a physics or mathematical mind it won't be to me it looks complicated
0: another equation another dun, dun, equation dun. i've
1: only just got over the well <laughs> <laughs> it took me long enough shall i say to get to grips with the one we shared with you in the pilot so I if shan't any be of our
0: into... listeners want to know more about it obviously Go research it, because we ain't breaking it down.
1: (laughs) No, absolutely not. And at the same time, go and buy yourself some thick-set glasses, tank top, and uh, get some braces. Um, Now, Bernoulli, he was Italian, surprise. And what his principle is about is that when non-viscous constant fluid is travelling through any calibre of pipe, and by calibre we just mean a diameter of pipe, then the larger the diameter, the more pressure is is, is exuded, to use Rachel's word, mm-hmm. on the wall of the pipe. Now, at first thought, that seems counterintuitive. You would think that if it was going through a smaller bore, or a smaller calibre pipe, it would be at a higher pressure. But in the physics interpretation of pressure, that's not true because the wider bore or the wider calibre would allow the fluid to be in contact with the surface or the wall of that particular pipe or vessel for a longer period of time. Therefore, the weight of the fluid on the larger calibre pipe is greater. So the pressure is more when the diameter or the bore of the pipe is larger. So let's imagine that on our left-hand side, imagine it, come on, imagine it, on your (laughs) left-hand side, you've got a wide pipe. Right in the middle, that pipe narrows to a very small bore, narrow diameter bridge, if you like, which then widens into a larger bore or calibre pipe on your right-hand side. So Bernoulli's principle is that the fluid coming through on the left is at higher pressure because the calibre, the bore of the pipe is wider. So it's in contact with the surface of the pipe for longer. As it comes to the middle bit, the smaller diameter, the fluid will flow faster And the pressure will be less because it's being channeled and it's being pushed through a much smaller diameter. Therefore, it's got to flow faster in order to equal itself out again on the right-hand side where the tube or the pipe regains, if you like, the diameter as it was on the left. I'm hoping that made sense.
0: Well, yeah. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so let's just talk about this though, and how it relates to the human body. Yeah, because, because we are not one continuous pipe,
1: or a cross section of such,
0: or a cross, yeah, cross section of such, and we are porous.
1: We're porous, but Bernoulli's not talking about porous <laughs> pipes. He's talking about solid bore pipes that you don't want any leakage from. But our vasculature (laughs) is very definitely porous and it's particularly porous when it gets down to the very narrow or the microscopic.
0: So So our capillaries.
1: Capillaries, yeah. I mean, what people should or may have been thinking when I was talking about Bernoulli's principle then is the correlation between what I'd mentioned and between the vasculature. But it's very different in a physiological sense when you're talking um about how the fluid will move in a physiological sense um let's take for example some vessels that we know and love let's talk about the aorta yes okay we know the aorta comes in different sections we've got the ascending we've got the arch we've got the descending thoracic the descending Lovely abdominal i yes <laughs> i think we can make a dance from that um get down <laughs> sorry <laughs> um i'm forgetting people can't see me which is probably just as well but the aorta is what we know the aorta is what we love but we can all appreciate the aorta is the biggest blood vessel or one of the biggest blood vessels in the human body and the branches that come off the aorta i think we'll all accept are significantly smaller so the muscular arteries that branch off that elastic artery, which is the aorta, get progressively smaller and smaller until they become your little arterioles, which in turn become your capillaries. So from what we spoke about Bernoulli's principle, you would think that the wider bore or the wider calibre of vessel, which is the aorta, aorta, would... Exude the highest pressure on the wall of the vessel. And then the increasingly diminishing size of artery to arteriole to capillary. The pressure would be reduced as you move down. But that's not necessarily so in the body. And it isn't for a very definite reason that when we talk about a calibre or a diameter of a vessel, we're talking about the total surface area of that particular type of vessel. So the aorta, I think we'll all agree we've only got one Mm -hmm. in the body. I don't think there are any anomalies (laughs) to suggest that there'd be more than one. I might be wrong, but I'm quite sure we're all confident we've got one aorta. (laughs) Okay. Now that combined surface area of that one aorta, yes, it's quite big, But when you compare that against the combined surface area of the branching arteries that come off the aorta, and in particular, the combined surface area of the thousands of miles of capillary network within the body, then we can understand that suddenly the aorta is the vessel where the pressure is lower. And it's the combined total of the surface area of the smaller vessels, the branching vessels, the capillary vessels, that will have the higher pressure. So that's a contrast to what Bernoulli says, but only on the surface of it. It does work and it does fit to Bernoulli's principle. But you've just got to understand the fact that when we're talking about calibre or diameter vessel in biology in the physiological body we're talking about the whole surface area of those vessels and not just the one cross section like what we spoke about with the pipe
0: is it worth at this point just mentioning um some pressures so we've got the pressure I know you've you've looked at oh pressures um, in physiology yeah so, yeah um, I think
1: it might interest people to, to yeah know. well
0: I I found it really interesting when when mm. you were telling me so
1: when when the blood in ventricular systole remember all systems go mm-hmm. is systole so that's the ejection of the blood from the ventricles of the heart which happens simultaneously on the right and the left side. Certainly, if we concentrate on the left-hand side, so the systemic circulation, once that ventricular systole occurs, then you're expecting pressures of up to 5 PSI uh, being exerted against the wall it's of the, the ascending aorta. Yeah.
0: Now, at the point of, was it the brachial? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's down to around 2
1: Reduces PS- to about 2 PSI.
0: Yeah. And and then as it as it's distributed further out, and we get to capillary level. Yeah. we're looking at zero point five psi about and, 0.5, and below.
1: Five, yeah, yeah, and below, yeah, so zero to zero point five so psi.
0: It's really interesting.
1: It is, and and again, you'll be thinking, well, that doesn't match what we what you've just been talking yeah. about when you were talking about Bernoulli's principle. And you're right to think that it, it really doesn't. But we said at the very beginning, there's two types of definition of pressure. There's pressure in physics and there's pressure in physiology. Now, it's the definition that's key because while Bernoulli's principle does apply to both based on that surface area and cross section example we gave, the physiological definition of pressure is rage. okay she wasn't ready for that okay (laughs) sorry that was my fault i just didn't want to be talking too much
0: injection pressure is the amount of pressure produced by an injection device to overcome initial resistance within the vascular system
1: perfect so when we're talking about the pressure in the physiological sense we're talking about the ability for the pressure to overcome any potential resistance that's within the within the vessels. Yeah. Uh, which is very different to the physics approach to defining pressure. But uh, the
0: definition of rate of flow, Andy.
1: Yeah, so rate of flow on the other side of things, uh, that is common across the two spheres. Um, that pretty much means the same in physics as it does in biology or physiology. And... Rate of flow is just how fast the fluid is moving through the vessel. And there are equations where you can actually work this out exactly. But again, equations aren't my <laughs> strong point. <body. laughs> so we won't be going down that road. Um, but yeah, that's, it's really key. And the embalmer really, really needs to come to terms with rate of flow and there'll be more of that in part 2 of this part 2 is
0: really going to episode going two. to go into uh, pressure and rate of flow in the embalming sense yeah. and in a practical sense it's going to be something absolutely. that we're going to really get our teeth into yeah. the
1: other key thing about rate of flow is it's measurable over a particular time period so it's how much fluid is flowing through a set of tubes or pipes which is absolutely measurable over a particular period of time
0: think as well, just because we've been discussing Bernoulli's, we should touch on uh, Torricelli's theorem. Yeah,
1: just before Torricelli's theorem, though, let's just talk about the um, what's called the Venturi principle. It's only very quick, but this goes hand in hand with Bernoulli's principle. Um, we talked in that initial example about a wide tube, a narrow tube, a wide tube. What you'll find in physics is Venturi's principle. Venturi's principle is just the fact that the fluid will flow. Oh, this is alliteration. (laughs) The (laughs) fluid will flow faster through a finer tube or a smaller ball tube. So if you come across the word Venturi or Venturi's principle, it goes hand in hand with Bernoulli's. So let's put that to bed. Now, moving on to. Torricelli.
0: Torricelli, yes. Now
1: we all know and love Torricelli. Nobody's probably heard of Torricelli, <laughs> but we all know and love Torricelli as embalmers because we practice his
0: theory. Theory, uh, and we all do this when in when cavity embalming a straight case or uh, a non autopsy so case, case. Um,
1: because we are equal opportunities. <laughs>
0: So, so basically, um, it relates to our gravity feed. It does. Um, so that is that. that the is higher, that. <laughs> the higher we hold our bottle of cavity fluid, um, the faster it's going to be injected into the body via the trocar, Providing your thumb is not over the hole on the cavity injector
1: that's it so let's take a step away from the embalming aspect Mm -hmm. and let's look at that in an everyday aspect or context i've got a watering can i'm going to water my flowers (laughs) i've just walked out into the garden lovely summer's day i'm just pouring (laughs) my watering can (laughs) over my pansy bed
0: so specific go on
1: (laughs) <laughs> Red and yellow ones. Very nice they are too. But the lower I hold my watering can and tilt, mm. the lower the pressure. The If I raised my watering can, then the pressure would be higher because the gravitational force is exerting more of a downward pressure on the water within the watering can. Therefore, the water's going to exit the watering can at a higher rate of pressure than if it was held lower down. And this is the theory, Torricelli's theory, which is the fundamentals behind how we cavity inject into the deceased person. And it's actually the fundamentals behind how the very first...
0: Historically, yeah.
1: Historic embalming injection apparatus began with the gravity feed um, even in anatomy schools today, I know of some areas that utilise the gravity feed as their go-to yeah. way of uh, of injecting and embalming the cases.
0: Yeah, so it, it you know it has its place in in embalming still, and uh, well, it does because you know, if an, there's
1: ever a power, And our
0: podcast to do with the uh, pressure and rate of flow,
1: it does, <laughs> and part two is uh, on the horizon.
0: Yeah, so this one's this one's really quite short and sweet, um, but because it's just a little bit of background and because part two's going to be really something to sink your teeth into, it's going to be easy twice this length.
1: Yeah, well, we've been advised by producer Cy that the optimum time for a podcast is uh, around about the 40, 45 minute to... Yeah, not, that I'm, say, not that I'm the oracle of podcasts or anything, but <laughs> he is. He's our oracle. <laughs> done um, to an hour at best. So we really needed to get some of these fundamentals out the way in this little part one, just to set the scene.
0: Set the scene and, set the scene. and to keep part two at a reasonable reasonable length.
1: We might be topside of reasonable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how uh, how how eternal our debate is. Room pressure and rate of floor when it comes to embalming. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you tune in to part two because that's going to be when the good stuff's
1: Rach. They're gonna have it lined up. They're gonna be going straight from part one to part two.
0: If they've got time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if they've not fallen asleep already.
0: Yeah. Um so yes, stay tuned for part two where we will talk about pressure and rate of flow in the embalming room, in the embalming sense.
1: And if all else fails, there's always the shipping forecast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See you soon.
1: Until next time, arrivederci venturi.